Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by going to the chat line and uh, I will get to your questions and comments or and or you can call 888-775-3773. 888-77-J-E-S-S-E, Jesse. So I uh, am happy to be here, of course, and we're still doing live streaming. Hopefully that's going to end no later than May, it seems, where people will start to come back and get back to work. I, um, I uh, have a special message today, I think. I think it's special because I had a conversation with several people over during this weekend. And uh, James, I can hear you talking. Yeah. You know, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was telling that. Oh. Oh, okay. Thank you. And um, and it was, and then I'm gonna get to the uh, old, the biblical question for this week that just went by, and I have a brand new biblical question as well as your phone calls. It's really good to have you. Thank you all for being with me. I don't take it for granted. So I want to talk about uh, pain, inner pain, because I've noticed that a lot of people are really tripping out over once they wake up. And they still have inner conflict or inner pain. And the pain could be fear. It could be doubt. It could be anger. It could be whatever, right? But they feel it in the sole of their belly. And they are surprised because for some reason they thought that once you wake up that you're not going to have any more pain and not have to deal with that. But for a while you will. I don't know how long a while is. And so I was asked over the weekend, do I have that sometime going on within me? And I first want to say that, yes, I do. Sometimes, not all the time. Uh, uh, you got to realize that it's a spiritual battle going on. It's a warfare between good and evil happening. And this battle is happening inside of you. In the mind, which is evil. And in the soul of the belly, which is of God, which is good. So you have the darkness of the mind fighting against the light of God within. And you're not, it has nothing to do with you. And it has nothing to do with the people who are trying to inflict pain upon you sometimes. You know how sometimes people can lie on you. They'll gossip about you. They will steal from you. They will do whatever they do, right? And it's happening from that person. And a lot of people, most people who are in darkness tend to think that it's about them. But it's not about you. They're having their own inner conflict going on, that warfare between the mind and the belly, the love of the belly, the light in the, in the soul of the belly. And so uh, they too think it's you doing it to them. But I want you to know that the battle is between the darkness of the imagination. That's why God said, bring every thought into captivity. And that's why I've been telling you for a long time now to doubt every thought because, um, and to get to know yourself because once you get to know yourself, you're going to understand, you're going to grow in the spirit. You are a spirit living inside of a body. You are not your body. Your body is just a house that 
you live in. It's the temple of God that you live in. The real you is on the inside. And you're going to see, this is why it's so important that you take your eyes off anyone else and really pay attention to you, yourself. Once you forgive, go and forgive your parents, your mother, and return to your father, it's on you from that point. You have to watch over yourself. Just watch and become a, uh, and, and become an observer and observer. You're supposed to just be. Within, you will grow into just being. So when that, because what happened is, Satan is always trying to draw you back in, into hating. And once he can draw you into hating, which is judgment, which is playing God, either hate yourself or hate the other person or people who sometimes try to bring conflict upon you, cause problems for you, or hate yourself, right? He's always trying to get you to overreact to something because the moment you overreact to one thing, he can make you overreact to two and then three and then he got you, all right? And so I want you to really, really know that the battle is happening within you. It ain't happening out there. It's happening in you, and it's happening in everybody on earth. And it's all depending on the influence of the darkness, which is of the mind, and you're being influenced by that, or you have overcome and been born again, come back into the light by returning to your father. You're of the light, and you will see that that battle is not you. It really doesn't have anything to do with the person out there. That's why when you come back to love, perfect love, meaning non-judgmental love, right? When someone tries to hurt you or do you wrong or lie on you or gossip about you, you can't, there's nothing in you that will cause you to hate that person because you, you're watching yourself, you are the observer, and you know that it's not them. They can't help it. So you can't hate them for it because they can't help it. They're driven by darkness because the people of the light would never hurt anyone. Would never do it because they understand what's going on. And your intention will always be to point the person back to the light. Point them back to the light without judging them at all. That's why Christ said about the woman uh, when you're about to stone her, let ye with, the, uh, with no sin, without sin or something, cast the first stone. Because once you wake up, you're going to know they can't help it. All right? So as far as when I have that inner conflict at times, sometimes I don't even know what it's about because I, I'm looking at the thoughts and there are no, there are no thoughts about it. But sometimes it's just to be, it could be, uh, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Meaning that you have no idea what's going on. That's why when you have conflict, it is perfect not to name it. Don't call it depression. Don't call it uh, HDD. Don't call it anything. Just observe it because it's a spiritual battle. So sometimes when I have, even now when I have it in here, I just know it's there. And if it get rough, I just ask Christ to help me through it. I can't handle it. Or I will, sometimes I would say the 23rd Psalm because I don't know what's going on. So I'm not going to make up something or let Satan make me believe him and make up something, right? 
I don't know what's going on in time. So you, when you have those moments of conflict and you don't see any thought connection to it, just relax. The battle is being fought on your behalf all the time, all the time. And when people do things to you to make you try to make you hate them, most of the time they don't know that they're trying to make you hate them, become angry or judge them. Just relax and allow yourself to go through the pain. Go to the pain and relax in it and don't judge it because the darkness of the imagination will try hard to make you judge it. So when I get it, once in a while I do get it, and if I don't see any thoughts connected, I have no idea what it is. Did I get into a thought? I don't see any thoughts. And so I just allow myself to go through it. I still maintain a good attitude because uh, if you read the Bible at all, it says uh, rejoice in the time of tribulation. Tribulations work as patience in your life. So if you allow yourself to go through it, don't trip out. The pain will leave at some point. It will leave and wisdom will flow. Just flow from you. You learn so much from it. It's amazing how you can learn from pain, inner pain, if you don't judge yourself or others. Love is something else. It is a light unto your feet. So when I get it, if I don't see what's going on, sometimes if it's like really, really bad, I'll recite the Valley of the Shadow of Death, uh, the 23rd Psalm, and then it'll be gone. Or I'll just say, hey, Jesus, help me through this, right? And it's gone. But if I can see I'm in a thought, I'll just relax. But it doesn't change anything about my attitude because I realize now I am 100% totally sure it's a battle between the darkness of the imagination and the light within. And if you be still, the light will win it. It will defeat the darkness. But if you overreact or you try to control it or you hate yourself or your fellow man, then you're going to lose because you're giving in to the darkness. We are not. We can't do anything about it. That's why he just wants us to return and become a living being. And the light will cause you to grow. And you will grow and you will grow and things, amazing things will happen. You will see the darkness of the world and you'll be like, wow, that is so evil. That's dark. But then you will also be amazed at how wonderful life is. Life is really amazing. And God is in everything. He's with you. He loves you. But you got to know you're not in control of anything. And nothing is personal. Even gossip about you or they lie on you or instead of or they hear lies because the children of darkness, they listen to gossip. That means they are not of the light. They are of darkness and they will believe it because once you hear it, you believe it's hard not to believe a lie unless you wake up and you don't have anything to do with lies. Right. But it's amazing. So, yes, I do get it sometimes, but I understand now not to name it. Not to react to it, but just to be still and go through it. But maintain a good attitude, and then you come out on top. All right? So don't think just because you're waking up that Satan is going to go and rest. Oh, I lost that one. I'm down with him. But he will get further and further away from you. And after a while, he has no control because you can see him. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You will see him. But the beauty is you're not playing God anymore. You have perfect love, 
and it cast out all that stuff, all right? So don't trip out. Stay with the silent prayer. Even if you don't um, listen to the, uh, go to silentprayer.video, do it on your own. And during the day, oh, this is so good. During the day, practice being aware. Make sure you have aware time, meaning you have that quiet time so you can observe. It's so powerful, right? Um, when you get in your car, your hand want to go and reach for the radio right away. Sometimes don't do it. Yesterday I went to the barbershop. Ooh, I can't say it, I don't think. I can't tell you where the barbershop is. And um, because of Chinese disease thing. Um, it, it took about 30 minutes to get there, but I left the radio off because I wanted that quiet time. I wanted to observe the beauty of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Paradise is up there, but it's also in you, and it's on earth. But if you're not entering into the New Testament, living that life, then you won't see paradise. You will only see hell on earth, because that's all you see in you is hell. You don't see the, the light shining on the darkness. So just be patient. Don't trip out. I was talking to someone yesterday about a long-distance call, and they were telling me how they really have learned to have that quiet time. Sometimes they just put down the cell phone. They don't get on the, on, on the Internet or anything because they have a demanding job and they need to be aware, and they deal with a lot of evil people, and they've learned to just be still. So when they're at work and the challenge come, the mind tells them, oh, you need to lie. You need to make up something. You need to do this. But they don't do it, and the situation always turned out very well. God is with you. You're not in control of anything, so stop taking responsibility for that. It's the God that you serve. Either you're influenced by evil or you're influenced by good. And until you are born again of God, you're now back into his nature, which is perfect love, then Satan is influencing you. That's why so many people, there are a lot of people who listen to me and they have heard the truth. And they have done the silent prayer, but they're still on pot. They're still on drugs. They're tripping out because they have not. They're still listening to the imagination. And their imagination, which is of Satan, is repeating the truth to them. And they think they know the truth. Satan gets you so high, it makes you think you know what you don't know. It's just like read the Bible. You can learn the Bible and repeat the Bible. If you are truly, truly free, you wouldn't be on drugs. You would not be on pot. You would not be an alcoholic because you would have perfect peace. And you were that before you became that because in that fallen state, we all find something to try to make ourselves feel better but because we have no peace. But once you wake up, once you forgive your mother and overcome her identity and return to your father, perfect peace. And all those things start to fall away. They really do. And it becomes, now I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. I've been doing this 31 years now. The organization bond is 30 years old, but I woke up a year prior to starting bond. And I have to tell you, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but so far, I totally have nothing against my enemies. Those who lie, those who try to hurt me, those who cheat, those who, I mean, because I see they cannot help it. So there's nothing in me that can make them hate it. I mean, make me hate them. Isn't that amazing? So, yes, you're going to have it. Sometimes it's not because of a thought. You may be repentant for something. You're being cleansed by the light within. So don't worry about it. 
It's not a big deal. The ego is constantly dying and you're being made perfect. And the way you're being made perfect is by not overreacting. And sometimes something happens really fast, and if you're not aware of the thought, it'll snap you into a quick overreaction. And once you do that, you're going to feel fear or doubt or worry or something. If Satan said, oh, you have cancer, let's say you get a headache, and, and Satan said, you have cancer of the brain, and if you're not aware, you believe it, and now you're convinced you have cancer. And no one can convince you that you don't. But once you come out of that thought, you can see that it was a lie. All right? So, yes, you're going to have conflict sometimes. Sometimes it's just a cleansing of the old stuff being taken away. Sometimes, other times, it's because you overreacted to a thought. It's a spiritual battle. And if you're aware of that, you, your life will still be amazing because you wouldn't have to run and take medication or run from it by getting drunk or doing some drugs or anything. All right? So relax and enjoy your life. But uh, I do want to tell you, you remember Francisco was here last Sunday to speak Easter? He wanted to talk about Easter for a few minutes, and then he, he, he folded. He tripped out. He went into his head. He went into his head. Well, he's going to redeem himself next Sunday. I thought he was going to do it today, but he'll do it next Sunday at the beginning of the meeting, all right? So he'll be back to redeem himself. So do we have phone calls or anything? Yep. All right. We'll take some calls, and then James give me some questions or comments, and we'll do that. All right. Yeah, I do have Super Chats as well. Okay. Let me first get to reprobata mindset out of Orange County, California, about the biblical question. Yes. Oh, the biblical question this week is, um, what does it take for a woman to enter the kingdom of heaven? And who's on phone? Good morning, Jesse. Good morning. How are you? Hey, very well. You can hear me okay? I can, yes. Okay. Um, I have the answer, but I'm not 100% sure of uh, what to make of it. So I'll tell you the answer. So in order for a woman to do that, she has to return to her nature and to be passive. Uh, if she's married to, you know, or, or she's uh, in her father's house or she's married to a man, so you uh, say- she should be passive. What does it mean to be passive? Um, not like, not be angry. Okay. Or, or strong, like a strong woman, or, you know, uh, not be willful, you know. Had you thought about this before I made it a biblical question? Uh, no, but I saw that there was like a replay of an old uh, show from the from the early days, um, I right. think. They put it up this week, and I, I think that's pretty close to the answer. Uh, I'm just not 100% sure on it, though, because I guess you guys were talking about uh, she has to overcome the spirit that's inside her, and there's like there's a little bit of a male spirit inside every woman. There's a little bit of female spirit inside of every man. Amazing. Um, I, uh, I, I'm surprised at... Uh, I've talked to over the week, I've talked to several Christians that I asked that question, and they paused right away. They're like, oh, they thought they already knew what it takes for a woman to enter into uh, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but then when I asked the question, they had to pause and think about it. And that's why I asked these questions, because once we get to know ourselves, these are the things that we think on. 
things that are good, things that are righteous, things that point you back to the Father. Instead of thinking of things of how to hurt someone or hurt yourself, we think, oh, what you going to wear, what you going to eat, and where you going to, all that crap, right? You start to right. think about real things that bring life to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going so to respond just, to it at the, before I leave, before the church is over today. Okay, I'm just not clear on one thing. Um, if she has to overcome, like, the little bit of male spirit inside of her, but it isn't, doesn't the male spirit have, like, logic, or is that, like... I'm I'm just a little confused. Like I I I can't I don't want to respond to it right now because okay. I want to hear okay. people what other people think about that and then I will I'll make it a little clearer before the church is over. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Okay. Let's get to Jared out of Columbia, Missouri. Jared, welcome to church. You're on the air. How you doing, Jesse? All is well, sir. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, um, sir. I always have so much to say, but uh, I, I was hoping I didn't get to tell Nick this. Can I answer your big biblical question? What does it take for a woman to enter the kingdom of heaven? Well, uh, the, the Lord said that every male that opens the woman's womb shall be called holy. And so if that's the case... Shall be called then, holy, you say? should be called holy or set aside for the Lord's use. Oh, okay. And if that's the case, then it seems like women should seek after a man who's being led by Christ so that she can bear a child for the use for the Lord to use. And you think that's what it takes for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Well, I think that because in another place, uh, the Lord speaks of how women will be saved through childbearing, and it just makes sense to me. Okay. I may be wrong. No, you, you may be right, too. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to make you second guess. I just want to fellowship about it. I really appreciate you responding to that. Uh, I want to yeah, hear from a few more people, and then I'll, I'll put my little two cents in there. Sounds good. Uh, uh, I wanted to tell you about something amazing that's been happening this week. Okay. It's just crazy. So... um I've been getting really close to the Lord in prayer, you know, in the secret place, and he's given me a lot of rewards, and he's made a lot of things happen. And I don't want to go into detail because I don't want to lose my reward, but there's one woman specifically I work with who is just a mess, emotionally and everything, but she's seeking Christ. And there's this Christian woman who is her boss, you know, Christian with air quotes, and she's just... She lives with a man, and they're having sex. He has a daughter. She thinks the daughter is her own. Uh, she doesn't see anything wrong with that at all. And she's, like, trying to sabotage this other woman who I've been talking to about, you know, I, w- I don't want to say your teachings because the Christ teachings. You're just kind right. of bringing them back to the world. Absolutely. Well, man, it's crazy, Jesse. She's like coming down hard, trying to get her fired, conniving, doing all sorts of things. I was just wondering what your advice would be. So I know I can't force anything. So her boss is trying to get her fired because she's waking up? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more than that. It's like all throughout my workplace, as I've been drawing closer to Christ, yeah, it's like all these evil spirits are like manifesting themselves in people 
that I work with, not all of them, just individuals. But what, and, it, uh, what is she doing to, I mean, if she's just waking up, I don't know how that would affect her work. Well, what I mean by that is uh, it, basically it's more like the intent. It's more like her boss, her boss's intentions are completely, you could just see them. They're just wicked. They're not, she connives and she, she, you know, she'll like, she'll do all sorts of these little things and I'll watch, you know, all these things that don't help the company go, go whisper in the boss's ear and go do this. And, and, uh, you know, I think what I'm really trying to say is like the, the woman who's being sabotaged, her intentions are good, but she's lost in that state that we were all in, you know? So I don't quite understand. Um, so you, 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 you're at work, there's this one woman that you believe is waking up, you know, she's seeking God, and then there's a boss woman that's trying to get this one woman fired. Yeah, but it all began when, like, like I've been working here for a while now, it all began once my friend, her name is Kim, my friend, I've been speaking with her about the truth of Christ, not what the world teaches, but you know, how you, you silence the mind. You don't let your thoughts overflow. You, you, you let your spirit speak with God when you're in prayer, in the place where only He sees. And but he'll, but he'll how, how is that? I don't quite understand what you're, how you, I don't understand why the boss would be mad at your friend for waking up. Is she like but going off on the boss or something? Or is she acting holy with the boss? Well, there's probably, there's many things I'm sure she shouldn't be doing, and I told her, you know, about her attitude. But it's more like it, everything was fine until she started seeking Christ. Do you see what I mean? It's like, but so, but what changed so what, between the your friend and the boss once she started seeking Christ? What changed with with your friend? Well, that's the thing. I'm not certain. I, I can tell you what I believe it is, and I believe it's that. The boss, whom I've gotten to speak to a lot, you know, she, a little side note, she's always trying to tell me to come to her church and stuff, you know, and all this stuff. And then, you know, in my heart, I'm like, well, you fornicate. You haven't even, you haven't even taken time to separate yourself from sexual immorality. How can you know God, you know? And, but when, when. But I'm trying to figure out what happens with your friend and the boss. I mean, was the boss already on her before she started waking up, seeking God? No, no, that's the thing. She and had a monthly review, yeah, uh, like uh, like two months ago, right? And I was talking to Kim, and she told her everything was fine. She's growing. She's getting. Let me do this. this Let me do this. Uh, have your friend call the radio show tomorrow. Maybe I can answer that then because I don't quite understand this. Yeah, that would be better. That's a great idea. I'll have her do that. All right, that's for sure. All right, thank you, buddy. Um, uh, the one thing I want to say is that, um, oh, when you're having it, uh, when you're feeling the pain, and I said count it all joy, when you're feeling the pain, so relax and go through it, and don't let Satan try to convince you, oh, you got to solve this problem. You got to fix it right now. You got to do it. No, you don't. All right? Whatever Satan is telling you, don't do it. Really. Because he will get you into, he'll destroy you and cause you to destroy yourself. But what I want to say is that when you're going through these things, don't, don't call it good or bad. Don't, don't name it. Don't say, oh, this is awful what's happening to me. This is evil. 
you know, Christ went through stuff. Everything that you have to endure when you, while waking up or after you wake up, he already did it for you. You're not going through anything that's new, gossiping, people lying on you, people listening to gossip about you, people stealing, killing, robbing, murdering, uh, sinking down into the deep of hell. Christ went down into hell because he went into that unconscious state too. He had to do it so that we'll have a way out. And so don't call it good or evil when you're going through things. Just become the observer of it. Watch yourself go through it and maintain a good attitude. And when you get angry about something, I said something to someone the other day, and it hurt their ego, but I wasn't thinking negative at all. It was all in fun, right? And they got mad at me just like that. And they realized later, oh, it was just ego. I was embarrassed, and they said they said they were embarrassed. It was just all ego. And then the pain came from the overreaction, and they didn't want to endure the pain because they were like, oh, blah, 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 right? But you got to endure the pain with a sense of joy. Count it all joy when you're feeling the pain. Tribulations work as patience in your life. I'm telling you, it is a perfect way of living. It really is. Also, you really get to see who have love and who has hate. You see that because anyone that would try to hurt you, they don't have love, but you don't hate them back. So don't call it good or evil, right or wrong. Just observe it. If you're having a conflict because what they're doing, they're hurting themselves, but they're also bringing out that as in you so you can overcome. But if you get angry about it and you try to hurt them, you're going to stay right in hell with them. All right? Because whatever they'll bring it out, it was already there when they met you. Whether it's at work or at play or anywhere. It's a spiritual battle. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. We're not all this stuff that the world have told you. You're wonderful. You, you're this and you're that. And you have to have control. You, no, you don't. You can't have control. The more you try to get control, the worse you become. But once you overcome, you're born again of God. Come back to your natural nature. All things will come to order for you. And then you can do all things in moderation. And you look at the world going nuts, right? And your family member and other people going nuts. And you like, you'll be in it, but not of it. And it'll be so interesting. It really will. Because you would know what the answer is because you see what the problem is. All right? Just relax and don't trip out. Everything, every, every, every thought is a lie. I don't care what it is. Even if it's quoted the Bible to you or repeated me to you in your mind, let it go. You want to always keep an empty glass. You want to always be empty. As long as you're empty, you'll be fulfilled. Really, but don't hold on to the truth or anything. Just be. Don't hold on to anything. Don't try to remember the truth. All right? Just be. And you have the Holy Spirit. You have Christ and God in that new world, in that new reality that's inside of you. It's so amazing. All right? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you to literal, a literal leaf for the diamond and Dotson Dillon for saying, Dotson Dillon says, I had a barber come out to the house. 
I felt like an outlaw. <laughs> Percy, I know what you mean. Percy Perkins, thank you. Hake, uh, Peaceful Warrior says, support from Scotland. Thank you. Jimmy Morgan says, thank God for JLP. Eric says, I'm surprised that Jesse doesn't have a million followers already. I guess only a few will enter, LOL. That's right. Well, we are being shadow banned and all kind of stuff is happening. Because at one point, we were like rapidly growing in numbers. Uh, and then they were like, uh-uh. Seems so like, uh-uh. And he called up his children. Go and look at Jesse's site. <laughs> I think this is a real Uncle Tom. Or he might be a white supremacist or something. He might hate women. And they, they start shadow banning. And, and because of my political views as well. But that's why we all got to spread the word. We got to wake up. We got to be examples of the light. We have to be of the light in the darkness of the world. All right? Thank you to Asmodor for gifting subscriptions. Hey, Asmodor! Jibjab says, Jesse, what is a godly thought? Is it possible to have one? There is no such thing as a godly thought, but there is revelation from God. That's of God, really. No such thing as a godly thought. All thoughts a lot. All thoughts at all time. And if you notice, oh, this is so good. I wanted to add this too. I want, this is why it's so important to know yourself. Well, I don't care what. If you don't believe me about anything else, I want to really, really inform you to know yourself. Because even in the Bible says God come into the presence of God, right? He's in the presence. He's right here, right now. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what I notice is that when you live in the present, Satan can't do anything to you. He can never make you doubt. He can never make you have fear. He can never make you have doubt. Uh, doubt again, I said doubt. Worry or insecurity or HTD or STD or any of that stuff. What he has to do, Satan, he has to bring you out of the present, either to a false illusion of the future or a false illusion of the past, because none of those things exist unless he can make you believe it. And, but he got to bring you out of the presence of God first. That's why he comes out, he needs you to do quick overreactions in your mind. Because once you do that quick overreaction, he got you. He'll hurry up and feed you another thought. But I want you to watch that every thought you get, every one you get, it's about the past or the future. It's never about the present because Satan cannot enter into the presence of God. So he has to pull you out of that present. That's why it's so important to have that quiet time so you can practice during the day and when you're talking to people, when you're eating, and that you're present. And in that present, you're protected. Really, you're protected by God and all the angels and everything. But and just notice, he will bring, say, you have to bring you quickly out of the present. He cannot come into the presence of God. That's so deep. I want to boohoo. I do got to tell you this. I, uh, over the weekend, I was talking to a, a man. Uh, he was dealing with his wife, and his wife is, according to him, is very difficult to deal with her, with her. And so he was telling me, you know what, Jesse? I hate my wife. I'm getting to a point where I hate my wife. She is, uh, 
She's not being a wife to me. She's not keeping her promise to the family. She's not doing what she promised. And I'm really getting to the point now where I hate her. I don't know what to do with her. And then it just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I said to him, you can't hate your wife. (laughs) You have no right. Who are you to hate your wife? And everything that's happening with you and your wife right now, instead of you falling into the darkness of it, you should count it all joy. Count it all joy because tribulations work as patient. And so instead of getting angry, relax and go through it with perfect love and you will grow from it. It's going to be amazing what you will learn from it and how close it will bring you back to the God, to the present. And it's just going to enhance your life. Don't see it because he was seeing it as a bad thing. That's why I said don't call it good or evil, right or wrong or bad. Don't put a name on it. It's a spiritual battle. And so he, he realized, he's like, wow, that is so true. I do have a bad attitude about this. I'm hating. I'm not going through my suffering with joy. And joy means, it doesn't mean all hooping and hollering, oh, I'm so glad I'm going through this. Yeah, light up the joint. It doesn't mean that. It means don't have a good attitude. Don't change your attitude. And just quietly go through it. Because no one can do anything about it anyway. So why get mad and why try to, you know, put it off on someone else? Quietly go through it and don't be mad. It's happening for the good is what you need. It's so amazing. And right away, he felt 100% perfect because of the light. He could see the light. And that made sense. He was like, wow. As long as he had that right attitude, he could deal with his wife and anything else that come along. Because you have the power of love. There's power in love. That's what I tell men. You got to overcome mama so that when you meet mama again, you won't marry her. Or if you do marry mama, you got the power of love to, to deal with it. And then in about 50 years, she'll come around and then you'll die. But mama will be saved and your children will too. But you got the power of love. And in that power of love, which only comes from God, it does not come from humans. Humans have no love. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. You cannot have one iota of hate in you. I literally, and I used to have it, so I know what it was like. But when he allowed me to see that I was reading the Bible, I was going to church, I was doing all this stuff, hooping and hollering, but I wasn't getting better. So I'm like, let me see myself. I don't really see myself. And he allowed me to see I had this anger. And in that darkness, I couldn't see the right way. And when I realized that, he caused me to realize, he caused me to realize that I was wrong for hating. So I went and forgave my mother. Everything changed. Returned to my father. And I literally, literally, I'm telling you as a witness, I have no anger. I have no, even with the people who try to hurt me, they can't help it. Because if they had love, they wouldn't be doing it. So it's, the, it's because they don't have love that they're doing it. And they have their own issue. They're nutty as a fruitcake and don't realize it. But in the present, there's love and there's power. And it comes from God. All right? That's why he wants his sons and daughters to return to him. He's just waiting on you to, re- to realize you're wrong for hating. 
and your ego, which is of Satan, will die from you. It's a spirit. All right. So don't title it. When you're going through stuff, don't be like, oh, Lord. This, this. I hate this person. Don't do that. They cannot help it. And God got you. And everybody in a fallen state, we all have sin in a fallen state, right? But the sin is not what they're telling you it is. The sin is to hate, to play in God, having an opinion. We can't even have an opinion about anything. We just should, we will come to be in the present. So I want you to observe this week how when you overreact to something, he's taking you out of the present. And you're living an illusion of the future. You're worried about what's going to happen. Or you're worried about the past, what's going to happen. All right? He can't do that to you in the present. It's so deep. It's so deep. Isn't that deep, James? Yes, just James, what does it mean? I mean, what does it take for This is James of the Hake Report, the guy with the good hair. What does it mean to be, I mean, what does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You really don't know? Aren't you a little homegrown Christian? I'm a homegrown Christian. I'm going to tell your I can, mama. I can repeat the stuff that the Bible says, but, but well, it's kind of... What does it say in the Bible? It says something like, um, I, you know, the, the usual Christian stuff that you hear. What? <laughs> Christian, let me tell you this too. There is no, a lot of Christian, a lot of people read the Bible and then they, they learn from the uh, knowledge of the Bible and they try to act like a Christian. There's no way to act like a Christian. Really, you can't act like a Christian. It's not like a, uh, it's not like uh, acting like a Christian. So when you hear a Christian curse, you'd be like, oh my God, I thought you were a Christian. That ain't acting like no Christian. There's no acting like a Christian. Christianity is, is about being with the Father, allowing Him to operate through you with love, and just having fun, just, just being, being of help in the right way. It's just love. Anyway, so what does it mean, James? I don't know. You scared to say? <laughs> no, I can't even, I'm blinking. Oh, you can't quote, you sound like Francisco. Right. I asked Francisco. It's, it's was not here, stage fright. Yeah, he was up here last Sunday for Easter. Y'all remember him? He black. He, he looked, he's a Mexican, I think, but he looked black. Is he a Mexican? Dominican. Oh, Dominican. What's the difference between a Dominican and a Mexican? The Dominicans are from that one island, the Dominican Republic. I think it's an island. And then the Mexicans are from Mexico. But they look like a Mexican, a dark Mexican, and they speak Spanish. But they tend to be black Latin. They tend to be black Hispanics, whereas most oh. Mexicans are white Hispanics. Oh, they would be hated in Mexico then. Right. Called black Hispanics are hated in Mexico. They're like the underclass. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask Francisco before I respond to that question, what does that mean? See what he has to say. So you may want to come and get the mic. Jay, give me another call real fast or, or, okay. or, or a question from Twitter. Well, I do have a question from Maria, our oh. Maria. Oh, Maria. Maria, you've been so faithful to Bond. Thank you. She's been there like 30 years, she it was, seems. She was in a 90s show. Oh, yeah. Um, Amazing and real sophisticated. She asks. She Mexican. Colombian. <laughs> oh, she's Colombian too? Yeah. 
I'm messing here as I'm messing here. I'm messing with me. <laughs> she asks, can you be empty and aware at the same time? Oh, home run question. Because you're empty, you are aware. And you're opening up. You're not holding on to anything. You're not holding on to what you think the truth is. And you're not holding on to the lie. And so because you have overcome the mother, returned to the father, you're not holding on to that truth. You are aware you're present with the father. And that way he can just constantly pour in truth to you from here, from the belly. Absolutely. If you want to be aware, you got to be empty. But if you learn the truth, you ain't aware and you ain't empty. That's a good question. Thank you, Marie. Frankie, what does it mean? I mean, what does it take? This is Francisco. This is the guy that folded last Sunday. <laughs> Buenos dias. Uh-huh. See, I told you in Mexico. What does it mean? I mean, what does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? It's the same thing as it takes a man uh, to repent and, you know, acknowledge Christ as, you know, your Savior. Why do you say that? That's what's required of men. Oh. Okay. And you read that in the Bible somewhere? I don't know. I've, I've learned it. You learned that? Yeah. So you don't know if that's the real deal or not? I do because this, this is what's required of me. Oh, okay. So All that's right. how I know. Had you thought about that before now? No. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, man. So Francisco will be back in the first 15 minutes next Sunday. We're going to see if he's going to fold. All right. He tried to redeem himself. Lord, have mercy. Did he turn the mic off? Yeah. Why did he turn it off? No, I mean, it's, I can turn it back on. Oh, okay. He muted it. Ain't nobody asked him to mute yeah, the mic. Oh. It's handy for it to be muted oh, when we're handling sorry. it. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Marie, that's such a good question. Can you be empty and know the truth? Absolutely. Those who are filled with the truth and those who are filled with the lie don't know the truth. It's, it's only intellectual knowledge. And that ain't the truth. What a home-run question that is. If you want to know the truth, you have to be empty. Stay empty. Don't hold on to anything. Yes. Malkuth X asks, how do we think for ourselves if all thoughts are lies? You don't think for yourself. You're being influenced by the truth. And whatever the, the truth guides you, the light of God guides you, is perfect, is what you need, and he knows better than you know for your own need. And so he will meet all of your needs by allowing you to see what's in front of you. And then if you listen to the so-called thinking, everything you do would be wrong. Everything you do would be wrong because there is no truth in, in thoughts, right? And so <clears throat> there is no you. There is no thinking for yourself. So when the world say, oh, think for yourself, they're lying to you. They're, they're lying to you. They're serving Satan. And now you try to think for yourself. And if you can't think for yourself, they put you on antidepressant medication. And then they put your children on it, too. Because you can't think for yourself. You can think for yourself, but through the light of God, he allows you to see all things. Good question. Mescar says, when I do the silent prayer and I lose myself in thoughts, I remind myself not to listen to them. Yes. Do these more helpful thoughts also come from Satan? Uh, no such thing as a helpful thought. 
It's because you know now not to listen to thoughts. So Satan used that. He would say, don't listen to thoughts, right? Let that pass too. But it's the awareness of it. And you're growing in it because you are a spirit. You're like a brand new baby. You've been born again. Once of death, all people who have egos, who have anger, are dying. They're walking dead. They're in the darkness and don't know it. And so you have once to die and once to live. And once you're born again of the spirit, of the spirit, you're growing as a little child will grow in the physical. And you're growing and you're watching and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're overcoming and you're doing this. You're maturing. You really are. And you'll be surprised what you have realized, what you remember. We already know the truth, but because we have it, uh, most people, now all people, not all, but most have that hatred. And the reason I say not all, because there are people who are waking up. Uh, they had that anger. They have forgotten the truth. But we already know the truth. And so you're always being reminded of what you already know. And I, and I noticed that when you first wake up, you're like, wow, what the? My house is burning now. And then you go, wow, life is amazing. Because it, life is really, really, really. Mama mia, hola, your hold your wallet. Amazing. It really is. If it comes from within. But if it's coming from without, it's killing. It's doom. It's bad. All right? Okay. Let's get to Chris out of Costa Rica on the line. Hey, Chris, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse, so you were mentioning about driving without listening to the radio and whatnot. Yes. um, Sometimes I do it now when I just need that little quiet time and observe and all that. Uh, I won't turn it on. I see. I I started doing that years ago when I was an atheist, but I did it more to escape into my thoughts. Oh. But now... um, now I do it to to escape out of my thoughts. Yes, sir. And I had a I had a fifteen hundred mile trip from Kansas to Miami, and the whole way I never once turned on the radio. And it's it's a relatively new car that I bought, and I saw a friend of mine when I came down from Miami. He asked me about the radio system. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've never turned <laughs> it on. And he looked at me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He looked at me in such a strange way, so he turned it on. I was like, oh, wow, it sounds really good. I didn't think about turning it on. <laughs> right on, man. I know what you mean. That is beautiful. I, uh, when I was riding my car, and I've already known this already now, it's amazing the kind of noise Satan brings to your head, the stuff he talk about or try to make you remember or bring up the past or the, or the fake future and all that. It's amazing the stuff he suggests to you. I'm like, no wonder everybody going nuts believing all this stuff. It's fascinating because you did mention this, and I thought about it um, a couple weeks and months ago as to why the thoughts are in there, and it's exactly what you said. And it was a revelation that I got, and it was that all the thoughts, they always try to accomplish one thing, and it's to keep you from the present. Yes. They try to remind you or the past, or make you think about what might happen in the future. Yeah. And the reason why, and it just it came to me, and I know it was God, it was a revelation, it's because God exists in the present. And so that's, the, that's his entire spiel, or his entire objective, is to yep. keep you away from God. 
It is because as long as you're in the presence of God in this very, very moment, he can't come in there and mess with you. He can't destroy you. He can't deceive you. He can't hurt you. He can't make you feel lonely or sad or depressed or jealous or envious or gossiping. He can't do anything. He can't give you drugs. And the only way he can do it, he got to bring you out of the present by giving you a false illusion of the future or a false illusion of the past. All you ever have is right now. Nothing else exists. Exactly, exactly. And so right now I'm in a transition because I tell you I had gotten fired for um, for this ridiculous thing that I I said at work, which yes. wasn't anything against um, anyone. But uh, it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. But I've been getting some some callbacks from different positions around the country. Yes, and and I. Got to a point where I was really like overthinking it. When I got to the point where I was overthinking, I realized, oh wow, this is Satan trying to get me to get involved or to be in my mind. And then I just decided, I just let it go. I'll just see what happens. Absolutely. And have have a almost, you ought to come here. Go ahead. Yeah, and it almost seems like like you're on cruise control when you're not when you're not in your thoughts. It's almost like you're on cruise control. It's Everything amazing, you're man. Doing, is instant and it's in the present. I wish so I could give this to everybody. I would give it to everybody and we would have peace on earth just like that. But they got to seek yeah. and find for themselves and unfortunately most people are not. But you're absolutely right yeah. about that. 100%. And actually, there's, there's a book it's called The Alchemist and um, I don't know if you've heard of it but it no. actually speaks about this. And it's a... Well, send that, I don't want to promote it. Send it to Joel and I'll check it out and then if it's any good I'll let the people know. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's an old book. But send the information to Joel, though. I don't, because people got enough problem with reading and stuff now. I want them to calm down and just pay attention to self. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I wanted to answer that biblical question. Real fast. What does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? And then Esteban and Joel are going to respond. It's to know that you're wrong. That's it. As long as she knows that she's wrong. Okay. Everything else. Because that's what happened to me. Once I realized I was wrong, I snapped out of um, atheism immediately. It was like the blinking of an eye. Right on. Well, I appreciate the feedback I, on that. I'm going to add my two cents in a minute. All right. Thank you, brother. Man. All right. Thank, thank you, um, buddy. I wish you well. You too, brother. Thank Bye you. Now. Okay. Joel. Joel is here. My audio engineer. Um, and he a little homemade Christian. You read the Bible over and over again, right? <laughs> for four years. How about Esteban come here too? Uh, uh, what does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? I think what it takes for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven is to receive real love either from the father, if she hasn't grown up, and if she hasn't, then from her husband or maybe a friend or something, but to receive real love in some kind of way. Oh, okay. And why do you think that? Because I notice that what what it has done just from me understanding and seeing, you know, real love being shown to me or uh, me recognizing it, what it has done for for me personally oh. in my life. Like oh, overcoming okay. certain things, understanding certain things and certain things falling away and that's because real love I just experiencing real love in some kind of way. Oh, okay. Amazing. 
Esteban is here. Esteban is. Uh, what did Joel say? <laughs> he said, "What did Joel say?" He said something about him. Joel. Oh. He said that he uh, he noticed because he received real love and he paid attention to himself in essence, uh-huh. and that's why he believed that that's what she needed to do: return to the father. Okay. All right, love the father. If she didn't get love from the father growing up, and, but she should love her husband. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. So, Esteban is, uh, what's the name of your country? Colombia. Colombia. He got a truckload of weed. <laughs> truckload of what? Weed. Um, don't they make a lot of weed pot in Colombia? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, what does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? I noticed with, like, my family and, like, uh, and like I guess like the where it's more obvious in women, like with feminists and stuff like that, that there's like something inside of them that just kind of like don't trust men. There's like a certain like spirit inside of them yeah. that can't even stand like the truth because their ego gets like hurt or like they don't want to <laughs> have anything to do with like seeing like their ego or anything gets near like you know the ego. They go like defensive and then in their head and stuff like that. So I think they need to, like, forgive, you know, whatever, like, was it the dad or the uncle or brother who did any, you know, something bad to them. Forgive, like, that person. So, like, they don't compare every man to, like, that person that did something to them. And then they can start seeing men, like, in a different light and start trusting them. Because since they get hurt, like, by their father, then they always have, like, this resistance against any, like, authority or any, like, Anything that has to do with, like, masculinity. And then, you know, when you get into, like, a relationship, you're going to have, like, problems, like, you know, telling them what to do and stuff like that because they're always going to give you, like, trouble. So I think they need to forgive, you know, whatever, like, was done to them when they were growing up or a child or whatever, if their father, like, failed them. So then they can, like, return back to, like, not having to, like, feel like they have to, like, control everything. (laughs) You know, kind of just relax and and just be a woman, you know, instead of being, like, controlling and try to be a man, just be, like, a, a woman, you know. All right. That's amazing. And by the way, y'all, Esteban had a birthday two days ago. Uh, his birthday was on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. And he was 23 for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 24. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. Do you feel grown now? Um, I do feel a little bit older now, not from like 23 to 24, but like (laughs) when I got here, I was like, you know, 19, now I'm 24, so it's been like a while, so I do feel a little bit different. (laughs) Amazing. Well, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Uh, We'll do you a song on the radio. Okay. A birthday song. Yeah. All right. Yes, James. Thank you for your feedback. Yes. I have a brand new biblical question, too. In a minute. Um, Stefan Davis says, Eve was deceived, but is it true that sin came through Adam? Is this why Jesus was born through a virgin? Sin didn't come through Adam. Sin came through Eve. And then when, because Eve believed a lie from Satan, and she started to doubt Adam. And then Adam believed the woman, Eve, and so 
Eve came through Adam. She became his God because he doubted his father and believed the woman. And so that's why the woman is man's God in that fallen state. That's why men can't overcome the woman. They don't realize that she is his God. Uh, Satan is the woman's God because the woman believed the lie from Satan and the man believed the woman. Remember in the Bible it says, uh, because you believe the woman, something like that. I may be paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. I might be. Because you believe the woman or because you listen to the woman, you should surely die or you're going to suffer because you listen to the woman. And if you notice, every time men listen to women, they suffer because they are made, they are made the woman their God. And they didn't make her that way, but she became that way by resenting the mother. When the guys, when men resent the mothers, they resent all women. And when you, whomever you hate, control you. And that make them subject to the woman. So they're trying to get something from her that was lost. And that was the innocence of the soul that taken away from the father. But he didn't come through the man. He came through the woman. Satan. Priscilla Lopez regarding the biblical question. What does it take, Priscilla, for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? And welcome to church, by the way. She, she's in the super chat and gave, said, I don't know the true answer, but I have faith God could work within a woman before she bears a child. Hashtag God bless. That's right. Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and get to Monte, Monte, out of Riverside, California. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. How do you say it? Monte? Monte. Monte. <laughs> Monte. Monte, welcome to church. Thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wanted to uh, try to answer the biblical question. What does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? I don't think she can. You don't think she can? Why not? No, I think uh, it's the the man who returns to the kingdom. And the woman and never, the, uh, she never will return? No, she'll, she'll get close. You know what I was thinking? It's like the, uh, the sun, and the sun puts out energy. The sun represents the man, and the moon represents the woman. And the only light that the moon puts out is from the sun. It's like having the Spirit of God inside of you, and it shines through you, and it's reflected upon, you know, by the woman. So the closest a woman can ever get is a reflection of the, the man. So That is so interesting, who, man. I think it's the man who truly returns to heaven and becomes, you know, one with, with the Spirit. And a woman who knows her place and follows, will become a good reflection of that, but can never choose, like you say, you know, it'll be 50 years before she, she <laughs> finally uh, wakes up, you know. Like, and then you die. Uh, hell freeze over before a woman admits she's wrong. That's a very interesting statement. I do know that when the light goes out on a man, the woman cannot see her way to go, that's for sure. And yeah. that's why well, we have it. It's through the man. And that's why we have so much hell on earth now, because women can't see. The men are weak, the light's the light of God out because they resent their mothers and the women can't see. And so very interesting, very interesting. And I point. agree. It is the, the man's responsibility to bring, you know, to be that example for the woman, you know, yeah. not to, not to hate, not to, uh, you know, and some people say, Oh, that's misogynistic. You see the woman is less than, or a woman can't, you know, well, that's Satan you know, speaking that language. Don't pay any attention to that. Yeah, language. Exactly. Exactly. You can't, you just got to disregard that. Yeah, but. absolutely. Monty, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right, All right, you're welcome. And thanks for coming to church this morning. Okay. Let's get to Mark out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Comments on the order of God. Awesome. I'm Mark, welcome John to church. James, 
James, thanks for bringing me on. Jesse, I'm so happy to be here. And my only thing I want to say um, is that the order that you you point out, that you see, it's it's obvious to see that the, the natural order in this world is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. Yeah. And that is correct. Yeah. And so here in Indiana, I'm wanting to be a farmer. And so just to add on, um, is that, that the children oversee, you know, the children walk the dog, the children should oversee the chickens and tend the garden, and the women help. So, so that's, that's a, a funny, a funny little add on to the order, because the order is that the children oversee, uh, the animal. Um, cause that's, <laughs> that's what they're there for to help you with your, your, your farm. But, uh, the most important thing that I see is that, um, to remember we aren't our bodies. So, so yep. women's way, way to God is to remember that just like a man, a man remembers, I, we only have so much time on this planet. Um, and so the thing to remember is that we are not these bodies. We are, we are pure spirit soul. That's the thing to remember. You know, it's so interesting too, is that you don't hear a lot of preachers or so-called Christians they don't seem to know that. They don't seem to know that they are not their bodies. They are a spirit created in the image of God. And that that's why you must be born again of the spirit. Because when you're born of the flesh, you're dying. But when you're born of the spirit, you live, you come alive. And I don't really hear people pushing that anymore. It's amazing. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate it. I guess he hung Thank up. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, let me make a few announcements here. Then I'm, uh, I'll take some more calls and questions. But uh, number one, uh, hopefully we'll get back to having congregation in the house here and everybody start getting back to work. Um, some people may be coming up in the next week or so, I think. But in May, uh, it's it just mind-blowing to me that they shut the economy down like that. It's just mind-blowing. But it's we the people, not we the government. So we got to start. Hopefully you'll stay calm enough to learn from this. And uh, so that the government can't seduce you so easily, right? So pay attention. And hopefully we'll all be back together soon. I, um, I'm amazed that sometimes I'm riding down the road and I see people driving in cars, men and women. And sometimes it's just one, one person in the car driving. And they will have a mask on. And gloves on. I'm like, are you scared of you? Are you going to give the, the Chinese virus to you? What the? Now, you know that's brainwashing. They're driving down the road uh, with the windows up and everything, with a mask and gloves on. We can't let the government control us, folks. you got to wake up. The government is of the world. It's not your friend. It's not your friend. They don't do anything for you unless they can get some kind of power back. It ain't free. So pay attention to that. Hopefully we'll be back. Thank you for supporting uh, Bond, the church service here, and the radio show, jessalynepeterson.com, and the fallestate.tv. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And you're helping us through these rough times. I really, really do appreciate it. Go to rebuildingaman.com slash church or just rebuildingaman.com and that's slash store. We have merchandise there and everything. 
the newsletter is out. If you haven't already got it, you'll be getting it, getting it soon. And if you like a copy of the newsletter or a couple copies, go to rebuildingaman.com. We need your address, P.O. Box, or whatever. And we don't give out your address or anything to anyone, all right? But you're going to love this newsletter that we're putting out. And last Thursday, we were supposed to have a women's forum, but we couldn't have it. And I know that the women did the online thing, but I couldn't do that because the, the meetings are so personal. And I don't want the women to open up online and put all your stuff out there and then people judge you for it because people will judge you. So I know that they had a meeting. I hope they didn't put too much of their business out there. It's up to them, but I hope they didn't. But and we didn't have a men's meeting. We're all we're coming back together. And don't forget to tune into the radio show, my show, from our 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, JLPtalk.com. And the Hake, the Hake, H-A-K-E, report.com. The Hake, the homemade Christian. <laughs> okay. A few more super chats. There's others that I will we'll push over to tomorrow. Oh, okay. Joel will read them. Tomorrow on your show, Star2897 asks, though. By the way, the hate reporters are on at 9 a.m. I forgot to mention that. Pacific time. Nine, Monday through Friday and Sundays. No Saturday. He take one day off because he's like Jesus. He take one day and go up to the mountain and see what the Father will is for him. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Star asks, why doesn't the Holy Spirit keep Satan from controlling thoughts if I ask him to help me? He does. Because once you become familiar with the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, the quiet voice's voice, you now cannot, you will off and on a little bit while you're growing. Once you're born, you're growing. You still listen to some of those thoughts because you've been living in there so long, you believe in them. But once you're born of the Holy Spirit, you will become familiar with the voiceless voice and you will grow into that. And he'll protect you from that. He'll teach you and guide you and perfect you from that. All right. Did you want to respond to that or something? Yeah. This is Francisco again. The same voice that you hear is the same voice that Adam heard when he listened to his uh, his wife. Yeah. And the same voice that she heard that when she when she was tempted with the apple. So it's the same voice that doesn't change. We all think it's our voice, but it's that voice there. That's it's, it's hidden. Yeah. Doubt every thought, folks. Every voice in your head, doubt it. I don't care how many scriptures it gives you or you hate your mom, you hate your dad. Doubt it. Let it go. Satan is using the truth against you. All right? So have an empty glass. Thank you, man. Yeah. A. Owens from, U- from the U.K. says, My girlfriend is playing power games like she wants to compete with me. I don't want to compete. Why is she doing that? Because she is jealous of man, and she's very insecure. What you're saying is true. She's very insecure, and in that fallen state of insecurity, she's trying to control you and the world and the children and everybody to get a false sense of salvation. It's like when you're in a fallen state, some people use drugs, some people use sex, some people use whatever, right? Because they, uh, they have an emptiness, a void, and they're trying to fill that void with somebody or something. That's what she's doing. Tell her to go and forgive her mother. Don't have sex with her. She got you, buddy. Wait until marriage. Or she got you. (laughs) A few more Super Chats answering the biblical question. Yes. Dark side of the bear. What 
gave a diamond says women need to overcome the mother and return to the father okay thank you that's a response to the biblical question yeah okay i appreciate that dark side of the bear a10 says she needs to overcome the spirit of eve interesting Eamon Raider says, love God, love your husband, and lead your children to God. Mamma mia! And then let's get to a call. The one thing I do want to say, folks, it is rewarding to hear and see men and women waking up around the world. It's so amazing. It's like uh, what, the, what the Christians would call a revival. It's so deep. So I really, really appreciate this. Uh, one more call. Okay, okay, Jason out of Buffalo, New York. Jason. Hey, Jason. Oh, Jason. Lord. Jason, you know me? Yeah, Jason. I Welcome to church, Jason. My first question. Hello? Welcome to church, Jason. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Okay. Make sure you're not on speakerphone. Get off the speakerphone. Oh, hold up. My phone not on speakerphone. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. All right, like this, like, so isn't it like, is praying thoughts, is thinking praying, is like, isn't that like, those, aren't those like thoughts? If you're praying out loud, they are thoughts. But if, you, if you're quietly observing and allowing the Holy Spirit to intercede for you, they're not of thoughts. That's why God said the Holy Spirit <laughs> would pray on your behalf because you don't know what you want and you don't know what to pray for. And when people pray, they're only praying what they have learned. And what he suggests so to them. Why do you keep asking, like, Jason, Jason, right? Huh? Why do you keep asking me questions and it doesn't make sense to you? Are you seeking or are you trying to prove something else? No, nah, I'm just like, I like knowledge. I like learning stuff. Oh. Yeah. In my, like, in my circle, in like the you whole, should like, love, you should love wisdom and let knowledge go. Don't hold on to knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge is the same thing. My question is... No, it's not. You say... If you had wisdom, you already know the answer to these questions. That's why you got to gain knowledge by asking questions. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, man. You gain knowledge by... Like, you gain wisdom through experience and learning. That's not true. So you like... You You do not gain wisdom through experience. You gain knowledge through experience. You don't gain wisdom. Wisdom only comes from God. And he's very choicey about who he gives it to. So you don't gain wisdom through experience. No. Can I ask? I mean, okay, that's like what you said. When I asked you before, you said that you don't know and you don't believe. Like your faith. Like that's your faith. You say what now? Your faith. You said, like, how you how you feel about your faith? You, when I was on the phone with you before, you said that you. Why did man bring up stuff that I don't even remember your, now? Your faith, your faith, like how you like your your faith in God, your faith, like your faith, like what you believe, your doctrine, your the way that you walk, the way that you follow your religion. Uh, what did you say, James? He said something like, "You said that you don't know and you don't believe." I I don't. I don't doubt. I have no doubt. You have no doubt. Right. And you are you, you have no doubt and you don't know. Right. Isn't that amazing? All right. No, nah, but I'm just saying like Isn't that amazing though? Like, that's how you 
That's how you want people to like follow you, like not, I mean, the not. No, I don't want them. You lying? I don't want them to follow me. I want them to follow Christ. I want them to yeah. return to the Father. The problem in the world today is people are following other people. I don't want yeah, that. I mean, it's a headache. I want people yeah, to I mean, follow like, the like, source. Like, with, like, hot, like, I want people to follow, follow Christ, the source follow that's Christ. within them. You want them to follow Christ how you follow Christ. No, like, I want I mean, them to follow Christ as he lead them. Follow Christ as he leads them. But you want people to, I mean, that's like how, what if somebody does what you do and don't get the same experience that you have? I wish him well. You wish him well. Yeah. I mean, but if like they listen to you, like what if, they, I mean, that's what I'm saying though, like you talk to a lot of people, like what if they, they listen to you and they don't, Get that same experience that you did. Well, that's why I want them them to know themselves, right? Know yourself. Seek the kingdom of God in his right way, and it will be added. I mean, but isn't that how you get to know yourself through experience and gain the knowledge? No, you you cannot know yourself through experience and knowledge. You can't know, you don't know like what you can and can't do if you never done it before, right? But you don't get not, you don't get wisdom through, uh, through experience or knowledge. So you don't gain, so... You gain knowledge you through gain, experience, like, but that won't save your soul. I mean, so, I mean, so how... I mean, I, another, like, how do you, like, you've never been, like, married and stuff like that. How do you know, like, how relationships, like, how, what is, like, what makes your ideal... Like, what do make your ideal preconceptions about, like, how relationships in today's time when, like, people got to work two jobs and stuff, and you need, like, two more companies, like, to the bar. How the does same, that make... The same way, like, quite... When you, when the same way... The same way... The same way Christ knew how to tell people what to do in relationships. He wasn't married, but he got the understanding from his father. What, like, so... All right, his father told him about relationships. Yeah, he never got married, but he had the wisdom from the father, and that's why he was able to guide people in the right way. You don't have to be married to know right. You don't have to be married to. I mean, but you always think, I mean, you are, I mean, but your, uh, your, your version of everything is like the male is always right no matter what he did, like what was wrong, what you did wrong, or what happened. <laughs> you think that, no, I'm just saying like that you laughing, but like that's like your perspective. <laughs> but that's not you true. Have, like, My only thing is don't resent the male for being wrong. Don't resent the woman for being wrong. Oh, don't, like, okay, so like don't resent the person for being wrong. Right. All right, so like, so that's what you were getting at. We talking about a like, domestic violence thing, like the dude was talking about that like, his father used to be. You know what, mom. Jason? I got a run. We have in church, and we're time. running out of time. Call me on the show tomorrow. I'll play with you then. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, buddy. Oh, amazing! We'll play on the radio tomorrow. I ain't got time for that. I got three hours on the radio tomorrow. We can play then. Yeah. Um, you said that that was the last call, but I have like four more, three, four more calls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to end in about five minutes or so. Okay. Uh, pick out the most important one with the good question. Tori out of Kentucky has a wants to answer, deal with the biblical question. All right, Tori, welcome to hey. church. Hey, Jeffy, uh, welcome. To, I mean, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, uh, I always love when Jason calls. He's so funny. <laughs> um, he, he black. He wants. Yeah, he black. He just want, he want to know the truth, though. You know that. <laughs> I know. That's why he, That's all. he doesn't realize it. Yeah, he's just young, silly. He, he thinks he sounds smart, but he really sounds silly. Yeah. But hopefully, 
the questions that he asked, well, hopefully you'll, uh-huh. um, he'll get the answers one day. Because he really asks good questions, but he's so uh, locked into knowledge, it's hard yeah. for Revelation to get through right now because he is unwilling to let his ego die. He believes in knowledge, right. and knowledge only builds the ego. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I wanted to, uh, I'm not going to ask you if you remember me, because I know that you never ask a black man. You never ask a black man if he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you helped me uh, back in July. I forgave my father, and a couple of days later, he died. And I also came to see you yeah. when you were at PolitiCon, and I talked to you for a little bit. Right on. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to answer the biblical question. What does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Well, you talk about it a lot. It's the exact same thing that it takes for me or any man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. they got to let anger go, resentment go, forgive their punch, return to the Father, and do and seek ye first the kingdom of God in his right way. Very interesting. I'm going to put my <laughs> two cents in in a moment here. I really appreciate the feedback on that, man. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jesse. Y'all have a nice day out there in California. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming to church. Okay. All right. Amazing. Yes, James. No, that's it. Oh, okay. I, I mean, well, we have a bunch of super chats, but we can deal with them tomorrow. Oh, okay. actually, you know what? I do have a question. Black Salad asks. Black Salad. Out of Australia. Out of Australia. Can people in positions of power copy what they have heard from people of truth to gain powers and principalities of Satan. Absolutely. I hear, uh, you hear people quote the Bible all the time, and they don't care about God, don't know God, but they'll quote the Bible in order to control you, to use you. They'll pretend to be Christians, but yet their hearts are filled with hatred, with anger. And, but they'll pretend to be a Christian to draw you in. Absolutely. If that's the question, right? Absolutely. That's why I let words go in one ear and out the other one and rely on the Spirit to reveal the truth to you. That's the only way you're going to know it. But really good question. Thank you. So, uh, how does, what does it take for a woman to enter into the kingdom of heaven? She must, and, and, and I, I really appreciate the feedback on it. Some of you were like hitting it, hitting it right on it. So I do appreciate that. But she has to become return to her father and become uh, and develop a logical mind. She got to overcome the mindset of the mother, which is not her own, but of the mother, which is of Eve, which is of Satan. And that become women mindset of is um, mindset is illogical. It's emotional, it's doubt, it's fear, it's anger, it's nerve wracking because they are born of the mother, right? Of the woman. But they have to return to the Father, and in order for her to enter the kingdom of heaven, uh, she has to be to become logical of the mind. And when you do return to the Father, He will renew your mind, because with that mindset, you cannot enter into the heaven with all the hell. If you're really thinking about, lady, ladies, your mind is of hell. There's no peace in your mind at all. And that's one reason it drives guys crazy because it's really an abnormal state of being for men. And it's abnormal for normal, abnormal for women. But in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, your mind must be renewed. You need, you have to develop a logical mind. And the only way you gotta do that, you gotta repent. You gotta forgive. Forgive your mothers. God will forgive you. Love your fathers. And your mind will be renewed. 
You have to become as a man in thinking. All right? It's so easy. A lot of you right on the head, so thank you. That's what I said. It's so amazing to hear men and women waking up because a new generation is coming about, a generation of love and not of hate. So I really, really, I'm mind-blowing by it. By it. And to hear from people around the world. One other thing I want to tell you, you can't learn. You read the Bible and then, or you hear me and then you try to act it out. That's not being what a Christian is. It's in the heart. It's in the spirit. And not in the blood pumping heart. It's in the soul of your belly. The spirit is in love. God is love. You got to overcome the fake love, which is emotional, and, and return to the real love which is a light unto your feet. It's not emotional at all. No emotions in it, all right? It's solid peace, perfect peace. God is love, and love is God, and it'll work through you. Human beings cannot create love. It only comes from God. I got to give you my brand new uh, biblical question. Starting now, but for the radio this week. My brand, and thank you all for the feedback from that question. It was just, really, it, 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 it was amazing all week hearing different answers. And you, most people were right on the money about it. It was really, really amazing. Um, my brand new biblical question. What does it mean, do not do what you hate? What does that mean, do not do what you hate? H-A-T-E. Do not do what you hate. Isn't that a good question? Yes, Jesse, that's a good question. I can't wait to hear from you tomorrow on the radio show at 6 a.m., between 6 to 9 a.m., about that question, the brand-new biblical question. And I have my experts on, Chris and Nick and James and Joel, responding to the biblical question. What does it mean? Do not do what you hate. Oh, that's amazing. And again, thank you all so much. So far, doing church in this way has been amazing. It's nice that we get people to call in from around the world. Uh, I love the testimonies. I appreciate them. Do the silent prayer. Stay with it, all right? And watch how Satan, this week I want you to watch how Satan, he, he'll mess with, with the mind and everything he does is pulling you into the so-called future, or into the so-called past. Because if you stay present, he can't deal with you. He can't touch you. In the presence of God, you are protected. You have a bubble around you, and he can't get to you. That's why I'm urging you, doubt every thought. A friend of mine asked me, what do you do when you first get up in the morning? Do you just think about your schedule or what? When I wake up in the mornings, the first thing I do, I open my eyes and kind of look around me. And, and I notice right away Satan is trying to make suggestions. Then I do the silent prayer for about 30 minutes when I have to come to work because I have to be at the, at the studio by uh, 5.15, 5.30, no, later than 5.30 to be ready for the show, meet with Nick, my producer, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I wake up and I do that, do, look around me, and I'm noticing right away Satan is ready to tell me something, right? So I'm watching that. I do my silent prayer. I've been doing it for 31 years, folks. I cannot imagine not being still and knowing the Father's will. 
I don't want to go back in that hell. And Satan is just waiting for you to miss one chance. One, you know, he got you. All right. But listen, so I do that. Then I know I have to be at the studio at a certain time. So I get dressed and I make it to the studio. And then my day is happening. It's already happened. So do what's in front of you. Watch what's in front of you. And don't worry about tomorrow or yesterday. It doesn't exist. When tomorrow comes, if it comes, it'll take care of itself. Keep your eyes right on the present and do what's in front of you. And when you're going through the pain, count it all joy. Don't get mad at the person that, made, that brought the anger out of you. Because if it wasn't in you, no one can bring it out. So don't say, oh, you, I don't like you anymore. Be grateful. And just let it simmer, let it, you know, relax. Keep on with your day. Don't be grouchy because of it. Don't treat the person mean. Be kind to the person, all right? Have a good attitude about all things. And don't think of things in your life as being bad. Oh, my life's so bad today. No, that's Satan talking to you. All is well in the presence, all right? And I really, really appreciate you guys and ladies tuning in. And thank you for your financial support, supporting the church, uh, the radio show, Destiny Peterson, uh, uh, com. And the fallestate.tv. This week on the Fall Estate, uh, I, I interviewed uh, Stefan Molyneux. It was an amazing interview. Just amazing. I wanted to interview him, but he was not in the L.A. area that often. He's in Canada, right? So he doesn't come here that often. And so when the Chinese virus thing happened, and we had to start doing it by Skype and all that. So I got a chance to interview Stefan Molyneux. It's going to blow your mind. It's, it was like mind-blowing conversation. So uh, that'll be out this coming Friday uh, at 12 noon Pacific time. All right. So thank you all for your support. Yes, sir. Uh, can I read a couple of Super Chats and tell people... Absolutely. That, that the treasure chest is opening on DLive right now. <laughs> Mark Minch says, Jesse, reminder of the 2020 theme of this year. Oh. Be watchful. Oh, cool. That's right. Right on. Isn't that nice? I forgot that myself. But I already know to be watched. Just watchful. Just sit at the gate and watch. Watch the people go by. Watch the thoughts going by and and, and just... Because you don't want to miss Christ when he comes, right? So just be present. Jose Rodriguez says, tithes and offerings. May God bless your church and the people in it. Thank you. And the credit solutionist, which is our black Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Says, Amazing. She says, just dropping some change in the collection plate. Happy Sunday, fam. Bond fam. Miss you guys. Thank you, Victoria. I hope your business is doing well. One day at a time. Don't listen to anything about it. what Satan says about it. God is with you. All right. Thank you all so much for everything. And church was amazing. I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait, but I'm looking forward to getting everybody back home here. And we'll have a hoop nanny of a church again with the audience here, too. So thank you, folks. And don't forget, if you want a copy of our newsletter, no cost, amazing newsletter, go to uh, rebuildingtheman.com. Slash subscribe, all right? Free copy of the newsletter. We need your address there. And join me in wishing Esteban a happy birthday. He's 24. He's grown. 
He grown. Thank you all. Have a good week and a good day and a good week. All right. See you next time. God bless you. Amazing.